Today's broadcast of The Christian Worldview was previously aired. Is the chosen a good choice? That is the topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm David Wheaton, the host. The Christian Worldview is a nonprofit, listener-supported radio ministry. We're able to reach believers and non-believers with that mission through the radio station, website, or app on which you are listening today because of the support of listeners like you. So thank you for your prayer, encouragement, and support. You can connect with us by visiting our website, thechristianworldview.org, calling our toll-free number, one 646 2233 or by writing to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Just a quick update before we get to the preview for the topic today. We really had a wonderful event last week, the Speaker Series event with Alex Newman. He gave a really compelling presentation on the Great Reset that we will be making available, at least the audio of it, in the coming weeks. And we so enjoyed meeting face-to-face with listeners who came out to the event. So thank you for your participation. All right, let's get to our preview for today's topic on The Chosen. You have likely heard about and may have seen the Chosen television series. Tens of millions of people all over the world are watching it. It's been translated into dozens of languages. Most Christians say they just love it and call it life-changing. Even many non-Christians say how it's given them a new perspective on Jesus. The series, now in its third season, depicts the life of Jesus generally based on biblical accounts and particularly from the perspectives of those closest to Jesus, like his disciples. Generally being the important word because what Dallas Jenkins, the lead creator of the series, has done is added all kinds of, quote, plausible fiction to the stories in the Gospels. For instance, Jesus is portrayed as doing speech prep before the Sermon on the Mount. The Apostle Matthew is portrayed as autistic. These things, Dallas Jenkins would say, are plausible. In other words, the dictionary defines that as seemingly reasonable or probable. Now, is that a problem? I mean, don't all films and books use, quote, artistic license? Isn't the greater good here that so many millions of people are being introduced to Jesus in a, quote, fresh and relatable way? Well, this weekend on The Christian Worldview, we're going to examine The Chosen and ask the question, Is the series honoring to God in his word, and therefore something you and your family should watch? So let's start out by asking the question, what is The Chosen? Well, I went to the Got Questions website, and they have a whole page on it, and they're very favorable on it. So their take is very positive for The Chosen. They say The Chosen is a television show about the life of Christ. Season one, released in 2019, garnered attention for several reasons. It is the first television show of its kind, presenting the life of Christ over multiple seasons. It plans seven seasons total. It was crowdfunded, bringing in more donations, over $40 million as of 2023, than any other media project ever. It is the first series to be launched in every country simultaneously via its own app, with over 108 million views 
so far in 180 countries, and it is being praised for its accurate and engaging storytelling. Moving on with the article, The Chosen is free to watch with no fee or subscription necessary. The show's creator, Dallas Jenkins, who is the son of the left-behind co-author Jerry Jenkins, remember the books and the movies he did with Tim LaHaye, has a degree in biblical studies. In creating the show, Dallas Jenkins put together a panel of expert consultants, we'll get to that more, to ensure biblical and historical accuracy in the script he was co-writing for the show. On the panel were a Messianic Jewish rabbi, a Roman Catholic priest, and an evangelical professor of biblical studies. So you have to remember that every worldview has a source. So the chosen is projecting a worldview. And while it is based on Scripture, the gospel accounts of the life of Christ and his disciples, the worldview that's going to bleed through is going to be that of Dallas Jenkins primarily and also those that are contributing to it. So who is Dallas Jenkins? He did an interview with Sean McDowell, who is a well-known Christian apologist and also the son of Josh McDowell, who is also a Christian apologist as well. At the beginning of the interview, Sean McDowell asked Dallas Jenkins a very important question. I'm really curious, before we get to The Chosen, why are you a Christian? What's your story? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, my, I mean, I was raised in an evangelical home. My dad is Jerry Jenkins, the author of the Left Behind books, which is what uh, he's been writing since you know before I was alive. And so I was mm-hmm. raised, born into a family that uh, that took God seriously and Jesus seriously, and and I was a churchgoer. So um, yeah, I. I I think that's why I got started. Now, as to why I'm mm. still a believer, 47 uh, years into my life, uh, I, it's it's that my experience with God, my experience uh, as as a believer, has uh, this may sound like sound weird, but it's it's lived up to the promise mm. that mm. a that a childlike conversion experience, as it were, you know, accepting Jesus as your heart into your heart. Uh, and and d- committing your life to him uh, has not made necessarily life easy, but it's made life joyous. Sure. You know, as your dad has written, I mean, your dad has got, has written extraordinary books, but um, when, when, when the, the promises of faith come alive, um, even here on earth, even before you get to the ultimate promises of faith, which is eternity, um, you go, yeah, I've just seen too much. I've seen too much to that to, mm. to where I can't not believe. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think my all, all 40, you know, since probably I was five years old when I first prayed the prayer, uh, I, I, I believe God has been, uh, been proven faithful. So that was Dallas Jenkins' answer as to why he is a Christian, that he accepted Jesus into his heart when he was younger, and now he's seen too much to not believe, and that his childlike conversion experience has made life joyous. There wasn't a word about sin, repentance, or even about Christ and what his work was on the cross. And that's remarkable because the question wasn't just, are you a Christian? Lots of people will answer, oh, of course, yes, I've gone to church and I was baptized as a child or something like that. But why you are a Christian? And the answer as to why someone becomes a Christian has everything to do with the fact that we're sinners 
and we need to be reconciled and forgiven by a holy God through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so when that's not communicated at all, it always leaves me to question whether someone actually understands what the gospel is and what they're actually believing in. God doesn't save us to make our lives just more joyous. The primary reason why anyone becomes a Christian should be that we are sinners and under threat of God's judgment unless we receive by faith God's terms of reconciliation, that we repent of our sin and put our faith in God's provision for our sin, the person in work of his son on the cross and his resurrection. Sure, there's other benefits to salvation, like a joyous life and peace and so forth, but why we are a Christian primarily is because we're sinners against a holy God, and we need to become right with him. So getting back to the article from Got Questions on The Chosen, it says Dallas Jenkins' goal in creating the show was to help people know Jesus better and love Scripture more. To reach that goal, he and the other scriptwriters took the gospel accounts and added plausible. And that's a very key word that Dallas Jenkins uses over and over, plausible. Again, it means seemingly reasonable or probable details about the lives of the biblical figures found there in the gospel accounts. The intended result, God question said, is that viewers see the people in the Bible as real people who dealt with the same types of issues we all have to deal with. In The Chosen, the disciples have families and friends, they have reputations to uphold, they have a sense of humor, and they struggle with finances and other concerns. As with all storytelling based on historical events, some artistic license is evident. I would say more than just some. In retelling the gospel accounts, the writers have inserted or modified some characters, storylines, and details of the inspired original. One example of these artistic choices is that the disciple Matthew is depicted as a young man on the Asperger's autism spectrum. There's no direct biblical evidence that Matthew had this disorder, but it's a, quote, plausible detail. So the writers felt comfortable using artistic license to insert this additional trait to Matthew's character. Since no one is claiming that the show is God's word or that it is on par with the Bible, such license, Got Question says, is acceptable and even expected in a medium such as television, as long as viewers remember that what they are seeing is art and not real life, and they compare what they view with Scripture, there is no danger of confusion. And that is a major stretch to me. I mean, do we really think that most viewers of The Chosen are going to be like the Bereans, watching the program with the Bible in one hand? He uses the word plausible over and over again as they fill in the blanks of what could have happened surrounding the life of Jesus. Got Questions goes on to say, Dramatizations of biblical events, such as are presented in The Chosen, provide an opportunity for sharing the gospel with those who otherwise might not be exposed to the Bible. For believers, such dramatizations can promote spiritual growth, reminding us that the Bible is more than just a story. It relates actual events in the lives of real people who had emotions, relationships, and concerns similar to ours. And my response to that is, is the Bible somehow unrelatable as God inspired it to be? I mean, it shows all kinds of imperfections and sin of its main characters. 
Why is a film series necessary to make it more authentic and relatable to us? Last paragraph, there is some concern that members of the Mormon Church are involved in the production of The Chosen and that resources owned by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are used to film the show. In fact, the distributor of the show, Vid Angel, was founded by two Mormons. Also of concern are some statements made by Dallas Jenkins that seem to embrace Mormons as his brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'll just add, it's much more than seem to embrace, it's that he does embrace Mormons as his brothers and sisters in Christ. That soundbite coming up. For instance, on the website LDS, LatterdaySaintsLiving.com, it says, Daryl Eves, one of the two Latter-day Saint executive producers of the hit show The Chosen, knows the show's creator, Dallas Jenkins, has received pushback for choosing to work with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. In fact, Eves became emotional when talking about that opposition in a recent podcast interview. Quote, But this is what I love about Dallas, Eves said. He was able to see my heart, and he's been the biggest defender of me and my family and my faith background. And he's literally had to endure stuff that no one should endure because of our relationship. Honestly, I'll always be eternally indebted to him because of how he has defended me and my beliefs, his Mormon beliefs. And on the flip side, he'll say other things of how we've helped him. And it's just been a very synergistic project. Eves added that the show has historical and biblical consultants, as well as representatives from different religions who aid the writers. And here's a very troubling clip of Dallas Jenkins doing an interview about The Chosen with a Mormon interviewer. What's funny about uh, the LDS folks is you guys seem to be, even though you're the most controversial, you seem to be the least confrontational. Um, <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're all, we all love Jesus. Let's just, uh, I just want to let you know we love the show. And when people start going, hey, you're a Mormon, you're going to hell. Uh, you just like, hey, whatever. It's like you just you kind of seems to roll off your back. Maybe it's because you're used to, to being on yeah. the outside sometimes. But, but uh, yeah, it's been so fascinating because even my family members, when we first started this relationship with the angel, part of it was, well, be, be careful because of the common misconceptions about, about uh, our different belief systems, but also just protecting the show. Like, will the audience be bothered by the fact that there are, um, LDS people involved. Personally, I didn't really care because I've, I've worked with people of all different traditions or, I mean, I've worked with atheists. I've partnered with, with people who've distributed my movies who had zero desire to, you know, or connection to, to Christ and couldn't have cared less about it. So even if I had significant disagreements with the LDS community, which I've learned I have fewer than I thought I did. But even with that, I was okay. I was comfortable with that because as long as they're treating the show properly, that's all that matters. So it's been, I, I can honestly say it's been one of the top three most fascinating and beautiful things about this project has been my growing brother and sisterhood with people of the LDS community that I never would have known otherwise and learning so much about, um, about your, your faith tradition um, and realizing gosh, for all the stuff that maybe we don't see eye to eye on, that all happened, that's all based on stuff that happened after Jesus was here. Um, the stories of Jesus we do agree on, 
and we we love the same Jesus. Um, that's not something that you often hear. Sometimes it's like, oh, you, uh, they that's believe a, in a different yeah, Jesus than we do. Statement. Yeah, no, it's the same. I mean, I'll 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 sink or swim on that statement, and I and it's controversial, and I um, I don't mind getting criticized at all for the show, and I don't mind being called a blasphemer. I don't like it when my friends are, and um, I've made it very clear that um, if I go down, if I go down, I'm going down swinging, protecting my friends and my, my brothers and sisters. And so I don't deny we have a lot of theological differences, but we, we love the same Jesus. That was Dallas Jenkins saying that Mormons and evangelicals love the same Jesus. You mean the same Jesus that Mormonism believes in, who was a brother of Satan that was founded by Joseph Smith, who has a completely different revelation called the Book of Mormon, the book that's claimed to be greater than the Bible, a religion based on, yes, some things of Christianity, but works-based religion. Just go to the mormon.org website and you can read all about it. That's what Paul described as a different gospel in Galatians chapter 1. Dallas Jenkins just equated the biblical gospel with a false gospel. And that's exactly what Paul wrote about in Galatians chapter 1, where he says, I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed or anathema. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. Dallas Jenkins is affirming that the, the way of salvation that the Mormon Church teaches is equivalent to the biblical gospel. So should we trust any professing Christian who would make this statement that we love the same Jesus with a false religious way? Would you be skeptical of the content that this man produces? You should be. And when we come back after these ministry announcements, we'll talk more about The Chosen and get into the concept of plausibility that Dallas Jenkins and the contributors talk about over and over again. You are listening to The Christian Worldview. I'm David Wheaton. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. That was from the just-released documentary, The Essential Church, which chronicles how three churches followed God's command to gather during the pandemic rather than comply with arbitrary government mandates. Normal retail is $12.99 plus shipping for this two-hour film. For a limited time, you can order the DVD for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. Order at thechristianworldview.org or call toll-free 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Scripture commands that children are to be brought up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Offering biblically sound resources for children is one of our top ministry priorities. 
at our store at thechristianrealview.org, you will find carefully selected children's Bibles and books, along with video and audio resources. Check out the Bible infographics for kids' books, Little Pilgrim's Progress, and the popular Adam Raccoon set. Theo is a 15-episode video series addressing key doctrines of the faith that is a must-see for children and adults. Satan and the world are bent on capturing the heart and mind of your child. Instead, get sound resources that will train them up in the way they should go. Browse and order at thechristianrealview.org or give us a call for 